welcome to another healing conversation brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to reconnect with your multidimensional self. We're going to talk about that today because my guest talks about awakening to our true multidimensional self. It's that part of us that is in more places than one. It's our spirit, our consciousness that was stepped down in vibration so that we can be here in our physical bodies in the 3D world. My guest is Dr. Suzanne Lai. She has a PhD in multidimensional counseling and she's a gifted psychotherapist, a teacher, an author, and artist. And she specializes in helping others connect with their multidimensional selves. Welcome, Dr. Suzanne Lai. Hi, thank you very much. Happy to be here today. Well, your motto is, now is the time to connect with your true multidimensional self. What does that mean, and how did you discover that for yourself? Oh, well, that's, <clears throat> now is the time to connect with your true multidimensional self. That's really about taking a moment to turn inside and to look inside. Um, as opposed to outside, because outside in the world, we're not going to find our true, in the third dimensional world, we're not going to find our true multidimensional self. We're going to see our third dimensional reality and our physical world, and uh, maybe we can see, if we look in a mirror, we'll see our third dimensional body. But if we turn our consciousness around and look within, that's when we can see who we truly are, and, and who we truly are is a beautiful being of light who has decided to take a form on the planet at this time uh, to help with the planetary ascension process. And this, for most of us, this is definitely not our first time here on Earth. A lot of us came uh, at the fall of Atlantis when Gaia put out a SOS because uh, the planet was in danger of falling off of its axis, and so she called out for light beings from other civilizations because her planet, in order to maintain a third-dimensional planet, if you have too much darkness, a third-dimensional planet is a polarized planet where it's dark and light and uh, love and fear, all those male and female, and um, if there's too much darkness, then the planet can go into destruction. And if there's too much light, then the planet will ascend, which is what we're attempting now, is to release the darkness and live in the light so we can ascend. But at that time, it was about 10 to 12,000 years ago, the planet was so dark that it was in danger of destruction. And so many of us answered that SOS. And we kind of we agreed to stay in the circle, on the, the circle of life and death within this planet uh, until this time. So a lot of us, we chose this lifetime, but we've been preparing for it for a long time. That's why it's so very special to be right here, right now at this time, yeah. given the extremities of what's going on in the economy and personally in everyone's lives. So can you explain what's going on? First I'll start with our particular bodies and then I'll go on to the society. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay, with our particular bodies, what's happening is that we're moving into a 
our galactic body, which is in front of the galactic center, where there is a huge amount of light. Actually, they're called torsion waves. And torsion waves are faster than light, and they're multidimensional light and unconditional love. And these torsion waves are coming into our bodies. And fortunately, uh, those that are the light workers and that are in the process of awakening, whether they are aware of it at the moment or not, uh, they have been allowing this light into our bodies. And so when this higher frequency light comes into our bodies, then it goes into our chakras, and then our chakras spin faster. And as they spin faster, then it's like a centrifugal force where it spins out the darkness, spins out the the lower frequency. And in other words, the high frequency, the highest frequency is of unconditional love. And so when that comes in, it purges out those lower frequencies of fear, uh, fear and darkness and depression and anxiety and injury and hurt and all the history that we have. And so we can't release that which is buried in our unconscious and that which is in our bodies. But if it becomes conscious in our life and in our bodies, then we can release it, we can look at it, and we can love it free. And so that's why the process of ascension is so challenging, because it's extremely fatiguing. We have lots of physical symptoms of transformation. There's many symptoms in our life, and that's a lot of the symptoms uh, in our society because this light is coming in and the, the light and truth are the same, whereas darkness and lies are the same. So these, these lies, these illusions are being revealed. And we have, our society has been created and formed on the illusions, the third dimension illusions of polarized reality and everyone's separate and everyone's limited and um, also it's been the Piscean age where there's a few at the top and a whole bunch at the bottom and the whole bunch at the bottom work for or look up to or worship the top whereas we're now going into the Aquarian age and everyone's equal in the Aquarian this is the age of unity and the age of truth so as we're coming into this new energy field we're all wanting to be equal, which we find on the Internet. Because when we talk to people on the Internet, they're just consciousness. We don't know if they're a CEO or, you know, a ditch digger. They're just all consciousness. They're all people. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, what we're going to be. What you do is not significant in terms to who you are. And we're coming to this place where all of the false fronts, all of the illusions are being pulled away and we're just experiencing energy. WikiLeaks popped up in my mind. Absolutely. As exposing. It's interesting to watch how, can we say, the establishment, the, the corporate media responds to it, the um, governments that respond to it, they try to paint it as bad and they throw the guy in jail for whatever yeah. reason they can come up with. But I like the WikiLeaks because it's more of that bringing to light. Absolutely. See, in the uh, Aquarian age, it's a transparent world. 
we're all one, we're all unified. So we don't need to keep secrets. Whereas in the Piscean age, there was a few people at the top that, you know, had all the power and took care of everything, and they didn't want to bother the little folk. And, the, you know, and so the little folk didn't know what was going on. Um, but we're, we're not having little folk, big folk anymore. We're just all people. And um, a lot of the social, quote, disasters that needed to happen, the money, et cetera, and the jobs, is that a whole, we're having a complete system shift. And you know, if you have to, with your computer, if you have to put in a new system, then nothing works until you, you know, you have to take out the old system first mm-hmm. and put in the new system. So we're kind of in that place where we're taking out the old system, but we don't have the new system in yet. So this is kind of the scariest part of the whole thing. And that's the word right there. When you talked about spinning out the darkness, even in our chakras as it spins, it spins out those lower frequencies. For many of us, that is a fundamental fear of being homeless or poor or in ill health. So how do you suggest we take it? from here? Again, it's looking inside to find our own multidimensional self. We have been spending our life looking on the outside. In fact, in my latest newsletter, I talk about that, that uh, when we look outside, the third dimensional reality and the Piscean age, and, and we are moving into the fifth dimensional reality, which is one of unity, but the third dimensional reality is based on separation and all of the limitations that come from separation. So when we look out at our world, we see something that's over there and that person that's over there. And um, there's not resources that are happening from out there. And those people over there aren't helping us and they're not doing this for us. And we're losing the truth that we are the creators of our reality. And quantum physics has spoken about this quite a bit. Quantum physics is really uh, taking the physical and the metaphysical and pulling them into one. And it, it is really true that what we put our attention on, what we put our intention on, we bring into our lives. And so if something negative, scary happens, of course we, we want to go to fear. Of course that's a normal reaction. But then our intention and our attention is on fear. So what we're doing is we're manifesting more fear. Now, the way to get out of that fear is to go inside where we can get the unconditional love and comfort of spirit, of our own spirit. Because we are not people having a spiritual experience. We are spirits having a physical experience. So if we get out of the illusion that thinking that we're people and go into the truth that we are spirits living in people, then we just call home, ET phone home, and feel all that wonderful unconditional love. And with that unconditional love, we heal our symptoms. And then we put that unconditional love onto our intention and to our attention. And kind of what my experience has happened, you know, a lot of people are scared, but you know what? I was just Christmas shopping. All of these people that are scared and broken and don't have homes, they're all shopping. They're all saying, you know what? I'm not living in limitation anymore. 
this is a special holiday season. I'm sharing this with my family. And people were terrified at first, but I think we were all actually very brave. You know, we, we didn't ride in the streets. We didn't freak out. People are incredibly strong, and that's what we found from this. I like the fact that when the fear comes up, we love it free. Yes. And it, it's such a simple task, if you think about it. It's simple, and, and of course it's always difficult. And there are times, and it has to do with the download of the energy, I found, that there's two processes of this downloading of the energy. One is the actual download of it. And when we download the energy, we feel kind of good, but spacey and maybe a little nervous and overwhelmed. You know, somebody turned up the volume, turned up the speed, and so we experience this. But then what happens as that light begins to integrate into our beings, then it starts flushing out the darkness. Now, that's the part that's not so fun. That's where we see our fear coming up, and and we all have our particular things. Some people have depression, some people have anxiety, some people worry about money, worry about their families. You know, we don't have a million problems. We have one or two and a million ways of, of living them. And so whatever that thing is, it comes up. And that's when we really need to keep looking inside and keep calling upon our inner strength. And I have shared through my websites and blogs different tactics that help. Like one of the tactics that really helps when the fear is coming up and we're seeing it in front of us is that we say, I refuse to participate in fear. You know, and you push it away and you say, I refuse to participate in fear. And then you take a moment and you think about something that you love. And it could be an everyday thing, like your child's smile or gardening in the backyard or uh, taking a walk with your favorite person. And just hold that feeling of love. Hold that feeling of love so that you're replacing, you're pushing away the fear. But that's like digging a hole in the sand. You're pushing away the fear and you're filling it up with love, just everyday simple love. And then you touch your heart and say, thank you, thank you, thank you for this love. And that thanksgiving bonds the love into place. And I found that when you actually do that exercise, it makes a big difference. Even when you're mad at someone else, again, it's projecting that outward and you need to maybe stop and see where this anger is coming from within you. Yes, um, you know, anger is like a secondary emotion. So we feel angry because we feel what? Because we feel scared, because we feel uh, frightened. Um, sometimes we get angry because we feel love, and we don't know what to do with it, you know. And anger is something that pushes away. But anger isn't all bad. There's times that we need to say no, you know, say no, and and it can feel like an anger when we set a boundary. But um, so sometimes anger is good because sometimes we need to set boundaries with people. Except if it's a, a loud anger, people never hear. 
it's the, you know, I'm sorry you can't treat me that way. Okay, that's an anger action where we're we're putting down our boundaries, but we're putting it down in a way that people can hear it. But if we go anger, they just go, oh, she's angry, and then they don't, it doesn't change it. You know, I'm also a psychotherapist, and many people, especially women, tend to think that anger is bad. And yes, anger can definitely be bad, but anger is very important because anger, A, sets boundaries, and also sometimes it gives us that impetus to push through a limitation. You know, I'm not going to take this and I'm going to do this right now, you know. So uh, anger is anger needs to be an action verb. Just to have anger, all that does is just fill your body up with a bunch of adrenaline and, you know, makes you feel horrible. But it's something that needs to be put into action. When you've got anger, it's like, okay, what am I going to do with this anger? Anger is saying, you know what, you're letting something happen that's not okay with you. What are you going to do with it? If you use it, and if you use it in a calm fashion, loud anger is useless. Calm anger, clearly spoken, is very effective. I want to jump back because you mentioned the planetary ascension and that we're in the third dimension and we're going to the fifth. I've been on the path for like over 40 years and uh, there's all different kinds of versions so I'll just say that my sum total of putting all the versions together and also what I've gotten inside. Uh, What I've gotten inside is that the fourth dimension is actually the aura of the third dimension. The fourth dimension um, is very often where people go when they die. Uh, People go there in their sleep. Uh, But it's still Earth, and it's... uh, there's the low there's what's called the lower astral plane which is what people have called hell and the lower astral plane is like the fourth dimension is like a huge pond and you know with a big pond you get to the very bottom of the pond and you know all the the silt and the trash and the that all settles at the bottom well the lower astral plane that's where all of the anger and fear you know and pain and terror and you know, people that crossed over and were unable to find the light, they're all kind of stuck in that lower astral plane. And there are people that work directly with the astral plane to help people that are stuck, help them get out and to raise their frequency beyond that. And then there's like seven sub-frequencies, and each of these sub-frequencies is like coming up from the bottom of the pond and they get a little lighter because you're getting closer to the light. And then there's the uh, there's the lower astral, and then there is the uh, the land of fairy and the emotional and the mental and the causal and the spiritual, and all of these get lighter and lighter. And in my website, it's all written out in great detail. Um, at the very threshold where there's what's called the I am presence. And our I am presence is that component of us that is holding the memory that we are spirit. And the I am present stands at the edge of what's called the rainbow bridge. You know, all of these are using 
third dimensional language and third dimensional time and space. And in reality, it's not that way, but I'm speaking English, so we have to go by the rules on that one. Our I am presence is the representative of our multidimensional self. It's not our multidimensional self because it's just our third and fourth dimensional self. But as we move into our I am presence, then that allows us, and there is actually an experience of traveling across the void, uh, because in order to move into the fifth dimension, we have to be willing to release all of the illusions of the third and fourth dimension and experience ourselves as a spark of light. Because the third dimension is a physical world, and the fourth dimension is an emotional world like water. And then we go through this void, like air, and then we go into the fifth dimension, which is a world of light. And that's where we have light bodies. And we're actually... And it doesn't happen all at once. If you travel around, you can see areas of the planet and areas in our life, in our outer life and in our inner life, where we are very third-dimensional and maybe even lower astral, and areas of our planet that are, you know, ruined, like strip mining and, you know, polluted, things like that. And then there are areas that are fourth-dimensional that are... Uh, more mystical, and there's areas that are even fifth dimensional, and these are like power spots. And in our life, it's the same way. So we don't do it all at once. We kind of do it bit by bit. What would be an example of like fourth dimensional place on Earth and fifth dimensional? Like Hawaii? Yeah, there's Hawaii is, is typical in that, well, they're also off of Hawaii. They're doing those H-A-A-R-P experiments. That's very lower astral. That government is doing that. And they put out these uh, extremely low-frequency waves. And extremely low-frequency waves, it's really hard on the poor whales and porpoises. We're really mighty beings. So they've got that area. And then... There's like the fourth dimensional where there's all those people that are kind of vacationing and having fun, kind of like when you're having a good dream or you're off someplace having a good adventure and it's fun. And then if you go deep into the nature, if you go to a place that isn't so filled with people, if you go on Maui and, you know, you go up and to, and I can never say it right, the heart chakra of the planet is actually on the... Uh, volcano, the, but it's a peak, and it's way up high. There's also a fifth dimensional place on Kauai that, that we were in, and we hiked in, and it's like Lemuria. It's absolute Lemuria. The vegetation is completely different. You're talking about the Nepali coast. Yes. I know that anyone who's listening that has been to that hike on the Nepali coast yeah. It is so beautiful, your camera cannot even soak up the picture. You you can't soak up the pictures, and the vistas are amazing, and um, so Hawaii is beautiful because it has all of those, it has all of those levels. It's got the third dimensional people that live there and doing life, but because it's a vacation spot, a lot of people go there to have fun. But if you go to like North Shore 
on Oahu. You go up North Shore there, you know, there's military, you know, it's like that's where people live. There's no tourists there. There's not a lot of tourists. You know, there's surfers that go for the big waves, and there's all the military people, and they're just regular people, and it's just like your neighborhood. It's like the third dimension, you know, and then you go to, anytime you're on the edge of nature, it, you feel the fit. Like, I live just like five blocks from the beach, and so I go and walk on the beach a lot, and as soon as you stand on the sand and you look out where the water meets the sky, that's the fifth dimension. So we, so we all have that access. Another very fifth dimensional place is in California in uh, the redwoods. And the redwood trees are ancient, ancient. It's like Lemuria. And kind of west of the San Andreas Fault, that's all... That was Lemuria. That plate of land was Lemuria. And that vegetation on the redwood trees is very similar. And you go into the redwood forest, fifth dimension. And then you can come down and go into L.A., you know, go into some of the very uh, areas that would. Okay, well, that's not a happy place. It's a lot of unhappiness. Uh, and so that lowers the frequency. Pockets of energy where you can feel the energy shift just by the environment, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And when you get sensitive, you can really feel it. You know, you can just be walking down the street and go, oh, wait, I'm going to stand right here a minute. This feels great. And then other times you'll go, ah, oh, okay, I don't, I'm moving quickly as I move through here. You know, so it's all, it's all these different areas. And also we can, you know, give our unconditional love to the areas that feels like they're harmed, you know. There's, you know, Gaia has injuries just like we do. Gaia is the uh, consciousness of Earth. So actually we are Gaia because we are the consciousness of Earth. But it's not just us. It's everything. Everything on Earth is Gaia. Well, I want to get to the juicy stuff now. Okay, we, good. We, Let's get to the juicy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> When we talk, and we know you have stated that we what we focus our attention on, there we are. Yeah. So what is going to happen? You, We've heard three days of darkness. Is it a physical shift? We've heard a magnetic pole shift. But as we think of what the future holds, which you've already said, it's a world of light, pure, unconditional love. How do we get there? What's that shift like? Well, you know, first off, I'll answer with a, kind of my stock answer and then answer that I get when I ask inside. And, uh, okay, so what is it going to be like? And I'll say, we don't know because you haven't created it yet. Because we are creating it. And if we remember that we are magnificent beings of light and that we are multidimensional creators, we can recreate it any way we want to create it. And I'll tell you the way I want to create it, because that's the one I put my attention on. Um, I am creating it that slowly and lovingly, every day, there's a little more light. There's a little more truth. And, yes, we know that it's kind of like if you, you're in the audience and you look up at a stage and, oh, there's a waterfall and a tree and there's fairies and isn't it beautiful? And then we go up there and 
they turn the stage lights on and the ground is black and there's markers all over it. There's a cardboard this and a cardboard that. And it was all a beautiful illusion. Okay, so as we see the truth, these illusions are going to be revealed as illusions. But if we stay focused on the truth, we welcome the release of the illusion. Because like with the analogy of the stage, the stage was an illusion. But the truth was, how did we feel when we experienced that play? So the way that we determine how we, I'd say this dates me back in Disneyland when they had e-tickets. I'd say mm. uh, I'm picking the e-ticket. I am choosing the reality in which our ascension is based on increasing love and light. And we connect more and more with our divine self and as all of us imagine and if you want I can take you on a, like a little trip of how I've seen how I've experienced a fifth dimension because I've, I've been there and I remember there and what happens is it's almost like we wake up from a dream and we go wow this is it and we start attending like I said there's pockets of light pockets of darkness if we put unconditional love on the pockets of darkness and unconditionally love that and put our attention and our intention onto the fifth dimension and we release the darkness and we just focus on this fifth dimensional reality then we will create that reality we don't need to have the disaster the disaster is for the people that need it just like I've talked to different people that I studied with and such that were in World War II, and they look back at World War II, which was horrific, as one of the best times in their lives. Because they all gathered together as one person, and it was a wonderful group consciousness, and that's what they focus on. So it's the power of perception. And if we look, oh, I lost this, I lost that, I lost the other, um, then it's going to be an experience of loss. Focus on, I'm gaining this, this is wonderful, wow, I feel fantastic. Yes, I lost that job. But my experience has been a lot of people that lost their jobs, they didn't like those jobs. That is my goal in helping professionals get off that grid, so to speak, of that consumptive cycle and working for a man just to have that paycheck. It's like the company store kind of thing. You You work hard and you go to the company store and in the end you don't have anything, you just survived. You just survived. And so now these people are just surviving, and they don't have to work at a job they hate. And over time, they're going to find other expressions. They're going to find how they really want to contribute to society. They're going to find their passion. Because we're getting out of this consumptive, we're a few roles of many, and into a sharing unity, consciousness, living in truth, living as one being, helping each other out, that's going to be a beautiful world. All listeners, I highly recommend that you visit Dr. Suzanne Lai's website, multidimensions.com. She's got a wonderful course there that you can go deep in and do a lot of reading. She's the author of an e-book that you can download. And there's great videos on there. So that is 
That is Dr. Suzanne Lyne's website, multidimensions.com. And you also channel the Arcturian. Yes, and, and I'd like to direct people towards the Arcturian Corridor. And you might get lost, and then you just go back to the body of it. But the, the site is set up as a process of awakening. And for people that are new in their process, people will come in with a million questions. They'll say, just go to my site, read it from the beginning all the way through, and then come back and see what questions you have. Well, they don't have questions that much when they come back because they understood it. Mm-hmm. But if you just jump around, then you can get confused. But because it's a process and it's written in a linear fashion, because it's a process of um, raising our consciousness in a slow and steady way. Um, and uh, now the thing that is like the cherry at the top of the Sunday now is the uh, Arcturian Corridor series. And uh, that has been wonderful. Uh, and that is available as a free down. When you first go on, there's a free download for books, and there's a whole bunch of them. And then it says go to my YouTube page, and there's a YouTube. But you could free download a PDF file for the part one and part two of the Arcturian Corridor. And then uh, the other, part three now is in the archive newsletters, but I'm going to set it up so uh, there's that's dynamically there so people that are due can catch up to where I'm at. So, But if you um, join the newsletter list, I'll make sure that you get all that information. Not that you have to, but, uh, but it is a really wonderful process that the Arcturians have been bringing us all through. Can you explain who the Arcturians are? Uh, the Arcturians are part of our greater galactic family, and they're they're kind of like the uh, the role model for our where we're going to be. Uh, they're they're the probably the most evolved beings uh, in this this particular galaxy, and um, they their corridor is actually a interdimensional reprogramming center, so to speak, and when uh, people, planets, beings, move from the higher dimensions into the third dimension, they go through the corridor, and they move from the third dimension to the higher dimensions. Now, again, I'm saying third, as in third and fourth, like we're third and fourth. Our body's third third dimensional. Our aura is fourth dimensional. Um, As we move through we go through the Arcturian Corridor. And um, the Arcturians that I speak with are no longer in form. They are from like the 8th through the 10th dimensions. But there are Arcturians that are in spaceships and they're extremely sophisticated. And there are Arcturians that uh, do live on the higher dimensional expression of their planet. Probably if you would actually go there in a spaceship, you wouldn't see them because you'd be in a third-dimensional spaceship. So we can only perceive them as with most of our galactic family. We can only perceive them with our multi-dimensional perceptions because most of them no longer resonate to the third dimension. They resonate to the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh dimensions. 
And that's why when we see spaceships, they kind of go in and out, because they can't really maintain this low frequency very long. You know, it kind of messes with their systems. They're, they're a much higher perspective. And they say if you see, you clearly see a spaceship, it's probably one of the militaries because they're third dimensional. And also they're flickering in and out of the third dimension because that illusion keeps going back and, and you know, so they're flickering in and out. Earth has been inhabited for millions of years and there's been many societies before this particular society that we're having right now. And uh, a lot of the ETs, there's ETs in like it's a parking lot out there in the fourth and fifth dimension around our planet. And these are beings that have been on the planet before. The Syrians have been here, the Orions have been here, the Palladians have been here, the Arcturians have been here, um, the Andromedans have even been here. So they're like our family. They're actually our ancestors. And we're actually, we're them on a higher frequency. And so as we go through these times, they are there. They are going to assist us. Um, and again, it's ours. We're the one that's in the body. But they, they have been assisting us a lot already. Um, but it's a planet of free will, so they couldn't do much. But there's a lot of people have been awakening, and we've been asking, help, help, help. So now there's been, a, there's been enough asking for assistance that they can actually have that assistance. And it's not just the Earth that's ascending. This whole quadrant of space is ascending. And so they're not going to let us blow Earth up. And there's a, been a couple of times I've read the last 70 years have been really dicey in terms of Gaia's health. And we almost destroyed the planet two or three times during that time. But they have been interceding because they're not going to let us destroy this planet. This is their home world, too. As and in nuclear triggers not working. Yeah. Yes, and have you heard that? You've heard that. I've it's, heard that. You know, in Iran, they had a nuclear bomb or one of those countries, and they turned it all off. And then there was something that happened in, a, in the United States for a while where they turned off all of that stuff, couldn't get to it. And so we think that we're just so big and powerful. But, you know, this is all like little third-dimensional stuff based on electromagnetic energy. Well, they're working on torsion waves. They can just turn off the bombs. And I heard one that um, that there was these smart bombs that they sent out, and there was like two or three of them, and they were going to do something. But the smart bombs, the smart bombs means that like smartphones, you know, they have an inner computer and it can make command decisions within itself. The smart bombs actually got together and communicated with each other and decided not to explode. That's a fascinating story. <laughs> Isn't that great? And that was Boyland, Ph.D., that Boyland person that knows all about the, I forgot his first name, Stephen Boyland, or he's been really in contact with all of that and, uh, for a long time, and that's where I got that story. So I thought that was a wonderful story. With computers are a little smarter than the, the people. And, you know, there are some people that just are not done. And it's not that they're bad, it's that... They're not ready to graduate. They're not done with the experience of the third dimension. They don't want to give it up. And there are some of these people that we would say that are in the darkness or amongst those people they don't want to wake up. They're not done with the experience of being third dimensional. And there'll be a third dimensional place where they can go and experience their reality. 
because we know we can look around. We know that there's a lot of people that there's just no way. We see how hard it is. The awakening process is not easy. We have all these physical symptoms. We have all these symptoms, things that happen in our life. We have to constantly return to love and return to love and heal ourselves and love ourselves and be patient and set our boundaries. I mean, it's a lot of work. And there's just a lot of people that can't or won't do this work. And then I've also heard, and I think it was Matthew, Matthew Messages that said that. There's certain people that I follow because I really respect. Susie Ward, yes. Yes, so Susie Ward. Um, there's a lot of people that are going to look like they die, but when we get to the fifth dimension, we're going to see all those people. And what happens is that that's a, that's a way for us to see that real, we don't die. We just get this, we just release this form and take another form. There is no such thing as death. Death is just transmutation into a different frequency of energy. Mm-hmm. And people that have, I've communicated with people on the other side my whole life. And people that I have close to, you know, I've communicated with, uh, it's never good to call them back because they're busy doing their work, but sometimes they'll call us. Um, you know, there is no such thing as death. I haven't believed in death. There's an extreme loss that you don't get to physically interact with that person, but no one dies. They just go to a different frequency. Let's go on the fifth-dimensional meditation. And also in one of my newsletters, I forget which one, but you can go through the archives or whatever, I go through this in depth about the fifth dimension. And I've talked a lot about being in the fifth dimension. So, Okay, so, all right, in the fifth dimension, first there's like a, um, a threshold, a threshold to the fifth dimension. And on the threshold of the fifth dimension, things seem kind of like they were and and so there's I think some people see some people are part of the planetary ascension team they are actively working to with Gaia you know we're the keepers of the land the whales are the keepers of the water we are working with Gaia to raise the energy we're all one we'll be conscious throughout the whole process there are people that are ready for the ship but they just they didn't sign up for that particular thing uh, so they could very easily just go to sleep and wake up and everything's the same but it's a little different uh, it's a little different because you go to the mirror and you're whoa I look fantastic today I look so much younger and I look clear and bright and wow what am I going to wear today and then you see on your body what you're going to wear today it's like oh well, I don't remember getting dressed, but I guess I did. So, um, and and then there's also like a fifth dimension that's very similar to like if people that watched Star Trek: The Next Generation, where they had transporters. There's a fifth dimension around that the threshold, which is actually lower than the waking up and seeing your. So already, you know, you're thinking than it is, where all of this technology comes in, and we're getting ready. There's patents like you would not believe that have been repressed that are going to soon be released. And so we're going to have this experience. And, you know, I think a lot of us want to play with I want to play with a world like it was in Star Trek. So that's cool, where there's transporters, and you sit down to have dinner, and you go to uh, 
a little machine and it fixes your dinner and you sit down, you have your dinner and you take the and you put it in the machine and it's gone. You don't have to do the dishes or anything. And um, uh, there's portals. There, there are portals. You can take a portal and go to a given area. If it's a far enough area and you want to experience the journey, you can get in your anti-gravity car that doesn't have wheels and it doesn't mar the planet's ground on any way. And I've seen this flying through L.A. I've seen uh, flying, driving. I used to drive through L.A. a lot. I don't anymore. But there's this one place that's like the heart of Los Angeles where the freeways all cross and I can just feel that's the heart of Los Angeles. And that's why I always experience the fifth dimensional Los Angeles. And it's like shining light and uh, cars that are uh, anti-gravity. There's also uh, portals. And there's portals that are opening more and more. And the highest fifth dimensional places are places where there's portals. And if you allow yourself to look and if you can allow your imagination to be real, then you can imagine. So now we're going to imagine that we're standing in front of one of these portals. And the portal just opens. And as we step through into the mid-fifth dimension, imagine that you're just walking down your street And as you walk down your street, you kind of look over, and you can feel all the people in your neighborhood. You can all telepathically say, hi, how are you doing? And there's like a available for comment, wanting to be alone type thing, so you know, so we're not invasive. You just know that that person is choosing privacy, so you're not saying hi to them but other ones you can, and it's all telepathic, it's all empathic, and as you walk, you decide, well, you know, walking was kind of fun. I like to have this experience of floating. And so you just have the experience of floating, and you can just float and flow, and you move. It's kind of like if you're swimming in water straight up, where you're moving, um, without any effort whatsoever, and everything is alive. You can talk to a tree, and the tree will talk back to you. Your pets will talk back to you. Every single thing is alive, and you can create your reality. You can say, hmm, I would like to go to the redwood trees, and bang, there you are. You're in the redwood trees, and everything in the redwood trees is alive. You can talk to everyone and everything, and if you spend any time in deep forest, if you go up and hug a tree, you realize that that's pretty close. To, you could do that now. I mean, I've sat at the base of a tree and put my back along the tree, and the tree will tell me about when it was younger, what it used to be like there. And so we all have those abilities. It's just, a, it's just allowing our imagination to be real. And so if we allow ourselves to go See, how it works is if you believe it, it can exist. If you don't believe it, you're going to push it away. So our belief sets our...
state of consciousness. If we believe that life is terrible and everything is awful, then we have a low state of consciousness and that's where we are. But if we can find a way to believe, use the good things from the Piscean age, evolve from that and know the power of belief. And if we can believe that we are a planet in transition, that we are becoming fifth dimensional, then we can expand our consciousness beyond personal into collective, into planetary, to galactic, into cosmic. And from our state of consciousness, that dictates our thoughts. If we have a high state of consciousness, then our thoughts are, I am creating a fifth dimensional world. And then our thoughts set our expectations. And you can know if you're walking through the woods, you expect to see trash, you'll find trash. If you expect to see birds, you'll find birds. So our expectation directs our perceptions. If we expect to see the fifth dimensional world that we're creating, then that will direct our perceptions and we will perceive all the parts of our reality that are already fifth dimensional. So we are creating at the same time that we are allowing, at the same time that we are returning. So I'll leave it right there because I think we're out of time. Well, I've heard this before, that Star Trek is real. Yeah. Monbury was in uh, communication. He was a channeler. He was a channeler. I've heard that. He channeled. Yeah, he channeled all that stuff. (laughs) I'm a Trekkie. I'm a... (gasps) And when you say that, you know, it's a slow and steady progression of raising consciousness lovingly, I see Facebook and the transparency that comes from Facebook, along with WikiLeaks. We all learn as individuals that there are no secrets. Yeah, now we have to be careful what we think. Everybody's getting telepathic, and we have to be clear with our emotions. And that's why it's so much work for the Ascension in that we have to release our fear, 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 not have fear-based thoughts, not have fear-based emotions. They come up, and we say thank you for sharing, and we release them and replace them with love. But we can't be afraid of our fear because if we're afraid of it, we're going to bury it down deep in our subconscious and it's still going to be there. We have to let it come up and love it free. Well said. Dr. Suzanne Carol Lai and your website, multidimensions.com. The fascinating newsletter should be on your list of things to go get this afternoon. So I encourage everyone to visit Dr. Suzanne Lai's website, multidimensions.com. and check out the wonderful information that she's made available to all of us. And Dr. Suzanne, I want to thank you for dedicating your life to this truth. Thank you. I, I, uh, you know, I'm just, that's myself's life. (laughs) And it's really about being ourselves, being who we are. And we're we're all dedicating it. I'm sure everyone that's listening to this is dedicating it. They've attuned to this frequency. So we know that everyone that we're close with is on that same path because, you know, birds of a feather flock together. And so just like with the Facebook and the Internet and all these things, it, you know, it just gets bigger and bigger and it spreads more and more. And, and then there is a point 
and, and I'm not sure about this. There is this possibility at some point we just flash in. That's a possibility, and that's a whole big long story. Got a lot of research on that. That could happen as well. Wouldn't it just be wonderful if you just wake up one day and it's just crystalline light or just different, and we sleep through the process? Well, I think there's some of us that choose to be part of the process, and others that choose to wake up and be there. Because we are the creators of our life. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it a lot. And thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's program, feel free to forward it to your friends so we can share the news about the information that we learned today. I'm now going to leave you with music from the universe, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>